This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kine. Hi, I'm Brian Fenster. Um, I've been a software developer for over 20 years, and um, I know from a personal experience that continuous delivery makes developers' lives better, and I'm on a mission to help every developer live better lives, and I think everyone else should be too. So I really think people should dig into understanding what continuous delivery is, how to get it from idea to end user and get feedback as rapidly as possible, to increase the quality and allow people to sleep better at night, especially developers. I've carried a pager for a long time, Nobody should wake up in the middle of the night. CD allows us to sleep. This is the first episode of a multi-part series with Brian Finster about contract test automation. What was happening at work that caused you to stumble into contract testing? It wasn't so much stumble into, you know, we were working on how do we solve continuous delivery. And uh, if we're going to do continuous delivery, uh, we needed to make sure the teams were could deploy independently of each other in any sequence, which meant that we had to manage our contracts differently. And, uh, you know, I grabbed a copy of, uh, well, me and other people on the core team are working on this, grabbed copies of the continuous delivery book. And it's right there in the book. And so it's said, okay, well, they mentioned it, so now we need to go and figure out how to go implement this. And so it was, we knew we had a problem to solve, and it was just finding the right solution. So what, what name that book again? What's that book called? Continuous Delivery. Okay. By Joe Humble and Dave Farley. Boom, there it's, we are. Yeah, it's the Bible. Everyone should read it. <laughs> So uh, let's see. So I now in, in, let's think of a different case that might be where you would get challenged toward, toward doing contract testing. I got a team with all these micro tests and they have macro tests and their code coverage is 110%, wink, wink. So why do I need contract tests? First, you know, should I talk a little bit about what a contract test really is? Um, yeah, so... There's, there's two kinds of contract tests. There's a provider contract test, which is basically unit testing your API. You know, am I serving the schema with response codes that I promise people I'm going to do? Now, consumer contract testing is a little bit different. And the consumer contract test, what you're doing is you're really, you've got an integration test. And, and okay, so integration test itself is a problem. It's There's no common definition for it. We use Martin Fowler's definition for it, which is where you're testing against a test double of a dependency to make sure that you have a deterministic test of that of that API contract. And then you have a consumer contract test, which is verifying that dependency mock. So you have a test double, you have to test the test double. So you have a contract test that runs against the live dependency, uh, but as an asynchronous test, on a schedule to verify that your, your mock is current so that if the mock for whatever reason becomes not current anymore, that you can bring it back up to spec and make sure that your integration test still passes. Tell us who wrote that consumer test. So the consumer test would be the consumer of that API. So if you have a dependency, you're writing a consumer test for the API. Okay. Now there's more advanced ways you can get that done where it's more collaborative. 
depending on how tightly aligned you are with that the, the team that owns that dependency. Okay. So it just depends on how close you are to them. What's the value I would get, you know, because keep in mind, I've got all this test coverage and, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe I need to pick a side. Maybe I'm the producer. So I'm a producer of a, of a service and I've got all this test coverage and you're saying, man, I got to add more tests. And I'm going, whoa, whoa, man, I don't need to add more tests. We got all this test coverage. What's the value in it? You know, honestly, I don't. Test coverage isn't something we should aim for. Effective testing is something we should aim for. And what you're looking for is, you know, efficient testing that you're that you're meeting the need of your of your customers. And if your customer is a downstream service, then you need to effectively, efficiently, and quickly uh, test that you're meeting that need. And it needs to be uh, as deterministic as it can possibly be. And you need to be able to run all of the tests required to go to production in an hour or less. So it's all about engineering tests that, that give you that confidence that you can deploy and not break your customers. Okay. So I guess if one of my other unit tests fail, but my contract tests pass, that tells me a different story than if my uh, all my unit tests and other tests pass, but my contract test fail. My contract test fails. Then I know I've got a pro. One of my one of my customers is going to have some kind of problem if I release this code. Yeah, I think a key thing that people don't focus on enough is separation of concerns and tests. You know, when you're t- when you're really talking about tests, you you have to engineer engineer those things. You know, if you're testing the behavior of the application. Test the behavior, test that business logic, but that's separate entirely from how people consume the the output of that behavior. That that interface is you know a critical communication path. You need to test that in isolation. Well, I see a lot of bundling all of that together. We're just going to test through the API and test everything all at once. But what broke? How can you get to the level of granularity required to quickly resolve that break and and, and instead of flailing around trying to figure out what it is. And so having the separation concerns, I think, is really critical to well-engineered tests. And and 100% test coverage isn't a goal. It it might be an outcome. But your goal is how do I gain the confidence I need to go to production with no human intervention from the time it goes to version control. Wouldn't it be great to develop new features with zero bugs? Deployment to production day doesn't have to be stressful. With some changes, it can be relaxing and just another day at the office. Are you a developer who has heard of test-driven development, but you haven't figured out how to apply it at work? If you have 90 minutes for a live over the web class, go to TDD Academy and sign up for my hands-on test-driven development coding dojo, TDD Academy. Next episode, Brian Finster and I peel back the layers of the onion of contract testing. Maybe let me let me speculate on that for a minute. I think uh, sure. so. For example, if I had all my micro tests and my macro tests passing, but I didn't have contract tests, I might still have bugs, and I'm going to find out from my consumers, and they're going to say, "Hey." Your test pass, or no, they don't They don't know by test pass, but they say, hey, something broke. And I go, no, yeah. no, all my tests are passing. Everything looks good on well, my yeah, but I mean, if you have two tests, all of your tests pass. I mean, you know, how much of your application is actually fully being tested? Yeah. 